You're listening to the Bathtub Refinishing Podcast. Powered by Bathtub Guys Refinishing. We discuss the refinishing industry, interview owners and operators, and give tips to business owners and entrepreneurs. Now, here's your host, Daniel Montalvo. Hello. We're back with Jonathan. Second part of this episode. Part two. Yeah. So we're talking about, you said you stole an idea from Marissa. Oh, yeah. And it was, uh, what was it again? <laughs> so she was saying that uh, she stops at Builders whenever she has a chance. And mm-hmm. I think it's a really good idea um, because I just before you guys had that podcast, I've been hired two or three times now from from Builders. And a lot of them don't even know that they can they can very easily just add a little couple bucks on each unit and make a bunch of money off of something that they have no no worries or any issues with getting it done by hiring a company like us. You know what I like about builders too is that they could sneak that in there and in the grand scheme of things even if they're charging 700 bucks it looks like nothing yeah. because they're probably doing other renovations that are worth tens of thousands mm-hmm. and the customer's probably financing it anyway. Mm-hmm. So <laughs> and and we're we're not intrusive. Yeah. You know, That's also so true. what I did was I, I sent out some emails to some local builders in my area, um, s- pretty like almost like a brochure because mm-hmm. it almost like they may not even understand that we can do a whole building in such a short amount of time. Mm. You know, we did Sebring within it was seven or eight days total. How much tubs was it total? 63. Okay. Yeah. So and that, that was really with a comfortable work schedule for yeah. the guys. That was about six between six to eight tubs a day. That's not bad. Yeah, and we stayed out there, and everyone had a good time, and um, it really wasn't. I mean, when we did Puerto Rico, that was a doozy. So yeah, okay. setting the standard to there, and now learning how to, like you said, when you get the big ones, you really realize what our cap is and what's not our cap. Yeah, you know. And so I figure, I feel like we really got it honed in on what we're capable of, and I'm also learning not to overpromise. Yeah, you that's know, also true. I get kind of like I get hyped up, and I'm like, yeah, we'll do it all. <laughs> and then next thing I know, I'm like, holy shit. A lot 15 of tubs an hour. <laughs> but, hey, I'd rather, I rather, I guess, uh, set the standard for that mm-hmm. because and then try to meet it than lose a job because some guy said he could do it faster than us. I mean, that's – the way I bid on it usually is that I will put a low end and then a high end and mm-hmm. just tell them that after the first week we'll get an idea and set to it, like stick to the schedule. Yeah. Um, and I think that also I need to – one of the things I'm going to focus on commercial-wise is the efficiency of moving equipment. Oh, yeah. I feel like that alone is going to sh- save a lot of energy and time for the Ever members. since we fucking moved to those Fuji compressors, shit's been great. Oh, they're nice, right? The small it's so easy to yeah. move. Yeah, that's that's what I'm buying moving forward. Yeah, the Mini Mites are great. The Mini Mite 4. That's yeah. the one. Yeah. They have the 5, too, now. If you really oh, yeah? Want. Yeah, they have a Mini Mite 5. Well, Ralph has loved it because it makes everything like you said moving things so much easier yeah um and you know the compressors and stuff honestly the easiest way of going about it would probably be if you're using regular like the blowers Mm -hmm. it probably would be just having like a hose set up in every room and then all you gotta do is plug it in put it on a cart and then yeah i'm looking i'm i'm we're looking at like um I want a cart system, but mm-hmm. I w- we're going to have to design it ourselves, mm-hmm. where the carts are collapsible. Mm. So when, when it's time to clean up, and so I don't have a trailer. I'm going to buy a trailer soon, but um, we're going to get a trailer just for commercial projects where the trailer has our turbines, our material, and any truck can pull up 
because right now we're utilizing truck beds to move mm-hmm. everything back and forth. Um, but we run into the issue with carts. If you have this big ass cart taking up your whole truck bed, you lose a lot of space. So I'm looking for something that I can that can hold a turbine, a blower, a gun, maybe some other hand tools that they're going to use for prep in between. And you can send a tech with everything he needs on one cart. Mm-hmm. And instead of like prep, 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 prep and prime and on to the next unit. Mm-hmm. Instead of prep, 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 come back, prime, paint. You know what I mean? That's yeah. how I'm going to try to go about it next. We have these carts in the back that I bought that are collapsible, but I don't. the thing is they don't fit a lot of stuff. That's the I thing is I think it's going to need to be something that we kind of design ourselves mm-hmm. because it has to be big enough to fit the turbine and the blower. So I'm thinking a, a dual-stacked cart, turbine on top, blower on the bottom, where when it's time to bring the blower in, it never leaves the cart. You just wheel the cart into the bathroom. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? Yeah. And then you leave your blower over on the side so it doesn't suck up any overspray. Um, and it's just going to save the backs of the guys, really. Yeah. That, I mean, that. anytime you're going to do anything commercial, especially, like, bigger scale, it is good to start thinking about that kind of logistical shit, too. Like, when we did, when we started Cabana Bay, they didn't tell us about the windows. So oh we had to, yeah. like, throw together the whole air scrubber thing. We had had one. But we had to buy like four out of mm-hmm, nowhere, mm-hmm. and then, you know. But that air scrubber thing—that's a—that's a major play because once oh. we, we used that in uh, Jacksonville. Yeah, it's it's pretty good, and it helped a lot. I mean, it's better than there would have been no other option but to have a hundred feet of hose running through the hallway. Stupid. Yeah, that's just everyone's gonna—that's a hazard. Yeah, <laughs> someone's gonna trip. I'm not getting sued. Fuck and that. also, you're running it around the whole hotel, whether you like to believe it or yeah, not. Yeah, it becomes like a pain in the ass. The air scrubbers are easy. Yeah, I remember once I I did an embassy suites. It was like the first project I landed by myself. I cold called and I got that. Did you? Yeah, nice. I called like eighty hotels in one day, and the guy responded. He's kind of a goof, but anyway, <laughs> the 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 <laughs> he was like, he was like, oh, uh, so what are you guys gonna do about the windows? And that's where we got the first air scrubber. And I'm like, oh, I'm not really sure. You know, we'll come with some sort of solution. He's like, yeah, but he's like, if you want, we could just run a hose up to the extractor in the. In the fucking, uh, in the atrium, I'm like, 150 feet up in the air? What are you talking about, my guy? Yeah, I'm just going to run hose, and then when we need to move to the next room, what am I going to do? <laughs> nah, it's not uh, Fucking, yeah. And who do you call to get 4,000 feet of hose? I don't even know. That's, a, that's what I'm saying, because, like, the, the, the hallways were, like, one continuous circle. Yeah. So, like. If you're moving from room to room, you would need some crazy shit once you start getting like. Yeah. I was like, no, we'll figure something out. He's like, yeah, well, I could do it. I promise. We've done it before for irrigation. I'm like, I'm not doing that. I mean, it wor- It would work, but of there's course. way easier ways. I told him, you're freaking, you're like extractor fans up there are going to get fucked up with paint. That bro. too, right? Yeah. yeah. They're going to look China white by the end of the freaking week, dude. Yeah. But. But that's cool, man. Like, yeah. I'm happy that you guys are, are starting to get the projects. Like, you know, you did the Jacksonville one, and then you got the Sebring one on your own, which is fucking awesome. Like, mm-hmm. you know, because a lot of people don't even have any commercial projects under their belt, and they've been around longer. Yeah. But it's also about your intent. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, even as stupid as it sounds, just you having the goal that I want more commercial work, it will subconsciously make you make decisions that help that happen. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, you know, and, and I think it's like stru- the ability to stru- to take a little loss on the residential end and ha- hire so many people. Yep. 
even though there may be slower months, slower weeks, to stay ready. Yeah. Because I know it's coming. It's already shown me that. You just got to be able to endure that process until that you build that reputation with, with these commercial clients. And that's pretty much what we've been fighting to do the last three years is sustain a crew, mm-hmm. um, keep them busy residential. But obviously, most residential, unless you're, you're allocating a large budget to advertising just for residential, there tends to be a limit yeah. on, on how much you can pull in. You know, based I, on demographics. I think part of it is the type of advertising. So I'm changing my advertising strategy a little bit mm-hmm. to where I'm going to try to focus more when we get back into hotels, especially into like educational content mm-hmm. and like to push his ads, mm-hmm. because I feel like part of the problem is like, like you said, a lot of people, even people in industries that are specific to like construction and stuff. Yeah. Don't know that this is a thing. Yeah. So I feel like consumer education Mm-hmm. In those cases, help like doing more Facebook and like Instagram ads mm-hmm. versus maybe not putting so much into Google. Because like you said, I, f- I, I know I hit a limit because I, I will budget maybe four to 50 to five hundred dollars a day on Google and it'll never reach the limit. Doesn't matter if, if even if I take off the, the cost per click limit, mm-hmm. it, the clicks will average 10 to 11 dollars a click, which is like a lot. But, you know. I know for a fact that, like, if I was a fucking bathroom remodeler, that budget would go every day. Yeah. Well, and it's there's it a, uh, a bigger <laughs> demand because people actually know about it. Mm-hmm. And how many of our clicks are going to people looking for remodeling? Yeah. You know, yeah. and that's something I, I think about when I look at our Google Analytics is, you know, it's all about the conversions. Yeah. It's, 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 the clicks are good, but... Uh, for a service-based industry with a limited radius on how far you can travel, where you're actually going to work, you know, um, you want to make sure you're getting the most you can out of each click. And it's really hard to tell. Well, and then that's another thing where I'm, you see, because when you're in a certain part and a certain journey in your business and then you go to another level, your mindset changes. So I was always like, why the fuck am I going to go do estimates and shit in person? It's a waste of fucking time. But I'm starting to maybe shift to, okay, what I might do is change my whole ad strategy a little bit to where I am going to have a person dedicated to just doing estimates who's good selling mm-hmm. and sell the jobs at way higher ticket if I, ha- if I send them in person. Have you thought about commissioning a sales rep? I have. Yeah, on, on a, on a commission-only basis? Yeah, I've, I've, I've actually literally been talking... Like those, yeah, those I thought I had me like and Gilbert week. have been talking about that a lot. Mm-hmm. We can't afford it yet, mm-hmm. so we we just still got to grind it out ourselves. But that's something that I think will be the game changer because you have to have one individual whose only concern and job is getting at, into people's faces, mm-hmm. and it can't be the owner because we're doing too many things. And at that point, I feel like not advertising price is a strategy, and and the human factor of commission, bro. Mm-hmm. Like that person has uh, a genuine interest in selling more yeah you know that's that's the whole the, the whole uh, benefit of commission well you know the guy from reliance reglazing has a dedicated salesperson yeah and he told us that his fucking prices be between 900 and 1300 and i don't doubt it because you know why when you're in somebody's house and you're explaining to them and showing them in person like it's like on the phone you can tell somebody something but guess what 
if they are kind of wary about what you're saying, they could just hang up on you. Yeah. And I mean, when you're in someone's house, you're like, well, this Sam- costs this much. Physical samples, like they can mm-hmm. actually feel it, touch it, yeah. see it. You know, and you could also pull up data that backs up your stuff. Like, oh, yeah, like now the national average is like five grand to replace a tub. Yeah. Show them. How many you and it also shows legitimacy, I think. Mm-hmm. If you have a dedicated sales rep, that means that you're probably doing business on a regular basis. It can kind of get out of that uh, uh, one man show contractor thing. And it can be like, I don't know, may give you a little bit more of an edge. The fact that someone, some individual is representing you on a full time basis. And I also like the idea of somebody being there to get the commitment. Mm-hmm. So regardless, you know, like just get them to put the deposit down. Especially yeah, if you got a hard selling uh, sales rep, cause mm-hmm. you have the like hard sellers and soft sales. Mm-hmm. Um, Hard sales, get the deposit, man. <laughs> get yeah. it locked in before they change their mind. Just literally, much. just exactly. And, and you know, I'll tell them where the limit is, but, like, this is the lowest we'll go. But from there, like, if you if you sell them at $900 tub, like, you'll make more commission. More for you. Yeah. yeah. And because we're going to be good regardless. Someone there to maximize the lead, too. Like, okay, you sold the tub, but did you notice any from micro counters that need to be refinished? Mm-hmm. You know, having someone in home for that is an upsell technique that you just won't happen. You just can't do with photos. Bundling services. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Like you said. And then, yeah, they start looking for other things to throw at you, especially when the people, when they find it cheap, Mm -hmm. you know, they're like, Oh, 500 bucks. That's it. What about all this? And then you're like, suddenly you're leaving out of there with 2,500 bucks. Yeah. We do it all the time, man. That's one thing. um, uh, Gilbert's good at Mm -hmm. upselling, finding how to ways to maximize each lead. And, and, yeah, exactly. Because what that does too is also, so in the beginning, every lead is going to be like, well, I can go today. I can go today. Well, the guy that comes today is going to get the job yeah. more than likely. Yeah. You know why? Mm-hmm. Because everyone else has a list. You mm-hmm. know, I'm going to put you on mm-hmm. the list. The next estimates on this day or whatever. And yeah, then that's like those guys that are always bragging about being so busy. They're like, I'm three, four weeks out. I'm like, how many jobs are you losing? You're so concerned with how busy you are, and you're less concerned with how many jobs are getting thrown away because you're so busy. I'm not going to call anybody out, but there's people on Instagram that'll be like, oh, uh, I'm booking out until like this month. And it's like, that's cool, bro. But it's just you. (laughs) That means we're getting the rest. Exactly, bro. (laughs) Like everything else is going to someone else. Plus, also, just to mention that if you're that busy, why the fuck are you working? Yeah. Have somebody else do the jobs. If you're booking out a month in advance, there is no part of value other than your own narcissism thinking no one could do it as good as me that will justify you being the one doing things on the field. Yeah, if you if your ambition is to grow a company, then you have to try to win every single job. Yeah. Like it really matters. Every single one matters cuz you'll take if you take it easy, for a little bit, oh, I'm booked three, four weeks out. You'll find yourself quickly in a slow season mm-hmm. that that uh, you'll wish you had more guys taking on those projects when they were there. Well, yeah, because, you know, like you're booked. If you're booked, like, let's say a month in advance, right? How many people are really going to wait a month? Not that many. Especially in this industry where there's so many guys ready to do it today. So if you're booking it, yeah. if you're booking it, you're probably setting up next month's appointments very close mm-hmm. to that next month where you're and then you book it real quick Mm -hmm. sure but i mean it's a double-edged sword i mean you're gonna i've also been in a situation where you have all these guys and then it does get slow yeah and then you have you have your own set of problems with that but every other successful company they don't they don't wait around they're not they're not trying to play it safe well it's it's also it's 
it has to do with your motives too. I think like what you said, intention. Yeah. If your intention is I want to build a business, if your intention is I just want to be busy, more power to you. That's cool. But the way it, I, it is a lifestyle choice because you know you could do it sole proprietorship type of deal where it's you know sole contractor. You want to you, you for three weeks? I mean, shit. You don't have to worry about booking another job. I guess we look at it from our angle. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like what? But when I see that personally, what I see is like how my dad used to run things, where it's like the fear of like, well. I know what I'm doing. I mm. can't trust other people. And then you're never going to grow. And then what happens when you hit 60 and you ain't got nobody around you? And Our first episode, you said some. You said to me, uh, you have to decide that this is a full-time job. If you're yeah. going to be the owner. Yeah. If, when you're a sole proprietor or uh, you know, a single contractor, single refinisher, you always have that out. Do I want to do the job? Do I not? I don't really have to. When you commit to employees, you're pretty much committing that if they're getting to work at a certain time, you're getting to work at a certain time. Like, yep. You know what I mean? You have to hold yourself to that standard. And I think that's the pressure people don't want. Yeah. You know, is that, that okay, well, if I hire these people, then I need to have the work. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, that, that same pressure is, gonna, is what's going to go get you, make you go get more work. But what, like, you know, the way I always think about it is, like, if I'm a month booked out and I, I, I could make that money today. That's yeah. the way I look at it. Like, yeah. like it's been a smooth transition for the two new people because they just have work every fucking day. Yeah. And like, I just, I'm making double the amount of money a week. What's bad about that? Like, and, then, and then what happens when you reach the point that we're at now where um, you just hire people who have experience? Exactly. Now it gets really easy. That's easy. Yeah. <laughs> now it gets so easy because we've established reputability. Mm-hmm. We know how much work on average we're going to have. So I can kind of project now like, okay, like right now I'm projecting that my company, I, I am capable of maintaining three full-time techs. Mm-hmm. Um, so if anything was to happen to the team that I have, I'm not going to continue to hire more guys with no experience at starting as a prepper. No, no I point. have the work already. Yeah. Let me, let me look for one of those guys that doesn't have the work and just hire him. Yeah. And now now we're really upping efficiency. We're not spending months training. We're not spending uh, extra. We're not spending on the income we're providing to that person while they're learning. No, let's get just like you did with these other two. And you learn things that you other. I didn't know the whole thing. Look, honestly, like, again, I do a lot of things old school because that's just the way I've known. And like I've learned things from you. You've learned things from me. Mm-hmm. I learned something from them. I didn't know their last company um, would order the 55 gallon barrels of fucking locker. Yeah, and it's it's a huge fucking savings. Why wouldn't you do it? You got to buy it anyway, Literally, you know, yeah. and, and 500 bucks is not a big enough. Sh- that's one tub. Yeah. And I have enough lacquer for three months. Sign me the fuck up, bro. Hell yeah. Like bulk is the way to go because this shit gets out of hand quick. And it's not just the fucking can of lacquer. It's the gas to get there and then to leave. And then mm-hmm. all the time you're wasting at the store. Yeah, it's like in the mental, the mental of like if you have a 55 gallon <laughs> drum of this shit. You're not worried about when you need to buy lack again every fucking week. Yeah. You know, that's something that people do need to hear on things that are bulkable, mm-hmm. like that you can get that aren't super expensive. Mm-hmm. Start like bulk up on it. Instead of buying one can, uh, one uh, case of sandpaper, buy two or three. It's like, yeah, it's a little bit more now, but at the same time, that's what it is. It's the, it's like, it's the, in the cap, the capital heavy investment that mm-hmm. it takes to start getting that ball rolling. Cause that held me back for a while. Um, my business, we didn't take loans. This was all just compiling off of the work that was produced, return profit back into the company, and we've just snowballed that. 
Um, and it took me a while mm -hmm. to be able to afford anything in fucking bulk yeah. because of that process. But if you have the capital if you at all, if you have any sort of uh, SBA loan or if you're doing things and using credit and you're going to leverage credit, buy the shit in bulk. It will literally save you thousands of dollars. And you got to remember the times that just remember the time that you didn't get the extra fucking case of sandpaper. And then you have to run to Home Depot and buy the Diablo one that's and $20. It's, the price. <laughs> it's $20 for five sheets of sandpaper, whatever the fuck they give yeah. you. And then, like, it's not just the sandpaper you ever paid for. You paid for gas for no reason. Mm -hmm. Like, dude, do yourself a favor if you have, instead of getting one, get two. And my guys alone, now that I'm, I'm, I'm having my, my um, shop stocked, uh -huh. they feel more comfortable. Uh, they feel course. like they have everything they need. Because that was some of the feedback I was hearing from my people were, oh, well, sometimes we don't have this or sometimes we're trying to do it without the right thing. And, and, and you know, and it's like, OK, well, it's not that big of a deal. But if that's a small problem that we can solve and it's actually helped because now, for example, we use Divi yep. just like you as for credit lines for our employees. Um, that whole thing is a pain in the ass too. keeping funds available, making sure the processing times are going through. It's just buy it in bulk and then you guys don't need to use the that's Divi. True. Yeah, you know literally, I mean? it could just be used as a gas card that's, or that's, emergency situation. That's what I'm using it for now. As long as I keep these shelves stocked, Divi should be utilized for fuel. And that, oh shit, I forgot this, so let me go get it in field. And uh, it's saving our guys time. Yeah, you know, because Angel, for in particular, if he has to leave a project f just to go to Lowe's <laughs> on average, Florida, at least, at least where we live, there's fucking Lowe's and Home Depots and shit everywhere because everything's mm -hmm. a big ass city out here, but. Uh, if you ha if you're like what if you're like 35 minutes away from the closest hardware hour. store you just lost an hour minimum just traveling mm -hmm. then you got to walk to the store that's another 25 minutes you know that very well can take a uh, a normal day into like a really long and then, day oops you look up and your fuel gauge is low gotta stop for gas now yeah. what if the closest gas station is not next to a fucking Lowe's and then <laughs> trying to get your guys back to momentum of working again after they just took an hour break out yeah. yeah, yeah, like you that that's a pain in the ass too to get started again once you get back. Yeah, we had to so. do jacuzzi conversions this week and Ralph had to go to the hardware store because we had a lot of shit that we were missing, dude. I kind of felt bad. And then the drills we used to we, we used to use with the battery, they stopped making them. So he got a little drill and I'm like, keep it for yourself, don't let anybody use it. Mm -hmm. But it he, he ended up getting to the job like at eleven thirty. It's stupid. Yeah, that's what I do with my guys too, is everyone has their own toolbox. Yeah. Like keep there's certain things just stop sharing shit. Yeah, I know, and that that but that also had to deal with me making sure I had the shit ready for them, because oh. <laughs> like they would, you know, that's another problem, you know, and that's where us as me as a as a boss, I'm trying to be the best boss I can be, and I have a lot to learn still too on efficiencies. So mm -hmm. I can't, I don't complain too much about my guys because I know uh, I have my own things that they put up with, but we've kind of organized our, the structure of our team that like I'm gonna make mistakes. But what I've done is I've put systems in a place that back up my mistakes. Mm -hmm. That's Divi. Yep. You know what I mean? So, yeah, okay, I didn't have your sandpaper, but don't be a lazy ass. Go get it. That's why I made that system, to back myself up. Exactly. You that know what I that mean? way there's no, like, oh, well, I need you to drive 45 minutes over here to give me a piece of sandpaper. It's like, how about you just go get it just real Just go quick. get it, bro. Like it's And, and it, it gives them independence because I know if I don't want to be micromanaged, mm -hmm. I don't want to have to call my boss. Mm -hmm. If I don't have to, yeah, you know, so it's working. Also, I came with a. I don't know if I mentioned it to you. I I have a solution now. I remember we talked a couple times about, like when you expand 
and have other trucks. How are you going to enforce it? They're using the Divi card for the right thing yeah. and all that. Well, I have these little GPS trackers on the trucks now. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's a good, that's a good uh, idea right every there. Every single time they stop somewhere and turn the vehicle off, it tells me. No strip club. So, well, <laughs> that, but also I can correlate it with the transaction time on Divi. So okay. If yeah. I see like, oh, gas supporter, it was like, okay, well, let me see where the fuck the truck was at that time. Yeah. And it'll tell me exactly where it was. And I love it. It's great. That's good. I could also track the truck yeah, all the time. Yeah, because you just invested heavily into your fleet, bro. Yeah, I know. And uh, that's another thing, too. I told them, if I catch you using my truck outside of work hours, unless it's an emergency and you, d- like, you tell me, mm-hmm. like, you're going to be in some shit, you know? Yeah, like, like definitely. Tells me where they're at. Hell yeah. And then this truck doesn't have it in it yet. The, the other one's over there. But, like, right now, I know that this guy... And he told me, he's like, hey, on the way home, I'm going to stop at Walmart. I'm like, all right. So he's at fucking Walmart. I know where he's at. And communication, man, we're not, yeah. we're not Nazis shit. Like, we know you got a life to live, but you have to be truthful, and your intent has to, has to be correct. Exactly. Just you know don't, I mean? bro, I, I had a, a guy that I hired, and he took our fucking truck on a fucking joyride to the beach, and I fucking, like, found out because I found sand and shit in the truck, and it's like, you know, like they're putting miles on your vehicles, not to mention if they get into an accident, it's your fault because you have commercial insurance on those things. Like, you got to be careful, dude. Yeah, every time they take your shit out, it's a risk. It's a liability. It's a liability. Like, well, it's called liability insurance. That's true. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, it's a liability. So yeah. you, you minimize risk and, and you don't go to the beach in my shit. And also, another thing, too, is like, you know, you got to think about it, not just for being an asshole, but like, or being super strict, protecting your assets, but like, the optics of your brand, bro. Like if they're fucking chilling out, hanging out on the weekend with your fucking wrapped vehicle at the beach, like it just looks like somebody's irresponsible ass boss is letting them fucking just use their work truck to hang out and chill. That's how I'm going to look though. When I get my shit wrapped, (laughs) I'm still going to use my truck is personal and business. So I'm going to be at the beach with my shit. But also, okay. For example, they're driving home drunk and they get into an accident. What does that look like? That's terrible. And then your brand is the one literally imagine your fucking Perfect surface glazing's vehicle killed a baby in a fucking truck. You're gonna be like, yeah, no. talk about bad press. <laughs> yeah. Like, hell no, that that is probably the worst case scenario. And that's, but that's that's exactly why there has to be extremely strict standards, and they can't be bent. Yeah, for that exact reason, because it's always innocent until it's not. Mm-hmm. And then you're now you're playing catch up. Yeah. And, and especially when you're investing heavy in, in the vehicle stuff, you know, I upgraded, got the fucking Maverick, mm-hmm. and then we got the Ranger. And then, you know, we fixed everything that was wrong with the F-150s that were a little bit newer. And so, like, you know, the trucks were ready to go, dude. That's a big ease on your mind a bit. Oh, yeah. But now you're not concerned with shit breaking down. Especially with the newer ones. How you're going to get people around. Yeah, that's cool. I'm excited for that. And having the trucks wrapped feels good, dude. Hell yeah. The other day when we went to that new hotel in, s- in uh, Celebration Kissimmee, they were doing the stable suites. Yeah. Which that drone footage came out. Yeah, that was fire. But, um, bro, we had like all the trucks lined up. And it just looks Look good. so professional. Hell yeah. And it's like, we're professionals and you want to show it, though. You know what I mean? It and, that, and, that's, and now you're setting a tone because... If the next company they hire isn't you, <laughs> and they don't show up like that, they're going to be like, okay, he fucked up. Yeah. You know what I mean? When you pull up with your whole fleet, and it, everything's organized, and there's structure, and the team's operating, and it's it sets an impression, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah, I mean, just, just having identifiers on the vehicle shows, like, I'm not hiding. I'm yeah. not going anywhere. Yep. Like, 
it, it, it gives people instant peace of mind when you pull into the driveway in a marked vehicle. Yeah, and it's like, a rolling billboard, like you said in the past. Yeah, it, it is. It just makes sense. The other day, I got a, a call from a lady to do two bathrooms and because she, she saw Ralph at Wawa. She's like, oh, that little boy, boy with the cool hair. He was, he was really nice. I'm like, I'm like, all right, random as fuck, but okay. And I was like, but she was cool. That's she was an old black lady. Yeah. So I was like, all right, at least you're not racist. Hey, sure. Whatever. But she was like, uh, you know, she was really cool about it, and she was like, hey, the the vehicle looks really cool. I was taking pictures of it, and then Ralph, I was like, yeah, this lady hit me up from your truck. He's like, oh, that's why she was taking pictures of me. I was like, I thought she had a crush on a boy or something. <laughs> I was like, what the I'll hell? Get that granny. Yeah. Uh, but man, I mean, there's good things happening for both of us. I Hell just, yeah. bro, I, I'm, I'm excited to see where this, these things go. I like having these updates and stuff. I mean, we talk all the fucking time yeah. anyway. And, and, uh, use, uh, use the, like me and Daniel have built the relationship through the industry itself, coming on the podcast, doing projects together. You know, more people need to reach out to each other. You never know uh, who's going to land what job and who may need whose help and, if you want to get involved on bigger projects, it's going to take you uh, definitely stepping out of your shell. Yeah. You know, and, and uh, reaching out because if you start off like I did with pretty much, you know, new to the industry on my own, coming on and creating this connection with Daniel kind of help elevate me a little bit quicker. Yeah. yeah. And, and the interactions help. Like, it's like anything, you know, like if if I know more of something here, you might know more of something there. And instead of you having to take decades even sometimes to learn this thing, I gave you something, you gave me something, we're doing business together. We're, exactly. You know, it works out. It's, it's all about growth and making connections. And that's one of the biggest things about business that people get. It's a misconception. Like, there's a reason why everybody that's considered like an elite hangs out with other elites, bro. It's because they understand each other, because they came up the same way. And they, like, build, they build their friendships off of business first. Connection-based yeah, connection relationships. friendship has value. Yep. You know, and it's not just we're here to look at each other's face. Yeah. You know, every time me and you meet up, it has value. Yeah. Bro, we talk about personal shit. We talk about other stuff, mm -hmm. but, and we hang out at the cigar lounge and shit, but. And, 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 and like business. in the past, you've used us. Yeah. And we've needed the work. Mm -hmm. So that's a win-win, bro. Mm -hmm. like, like you could have just let jobs go. Yeah. But for what? Yeah. Why would you do that? Like I, I literally like the, the, the thing in, was it Jacksonville? The, the Jacksonville thing came up out of nowhere. I couldn't do it. I was tied up with something mm -hmm. here. And so there you go. That's it. And then, and it, and it also keeps you looking good because there's nothing you can't take. <laughs> I might be You're going, like, uh, I might be going to LA, dude. I know you got to go to that one. You definitely got to go to that one and go hit Roscoe's chicken. Oh yeah. Yeah. Well, it's supposed to be a chicken spot in LA. Okay. I'm, I'm, I'm excited about that. I talked to the guy today. He seems very interested. They're waiting on some sort of budget thing. The issue that's going on with that, getting into logistical bullshit now. Um, the issue is that they just got their bathtubs done by a national company. And they're all peeling. So they need to justify to their higher ups like, okay, well. To do it again. Yeah, we got to do it again. And we got to use somebody else that's more expensive. And, you know, they just spent money. You so they're do a demo? I don't know. Fuck that. I'm just going to go over there. He didn't even ask for one. Well, if they don't want it, fuck that. But, yeah. If they want it, yes. I was thinking maybe you could show them, like, this is how we would remove it. Yeah. And this is how it would look after. And this is exactly why it won't fail again. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I'd i be willing to go over there for a demo. But for things like that, I ask for 
I asked for a payment for the demo. It's I can't just. I mean, you're flying to LA. It's yeah, like the other gonna, side of the continent. Exactly. They, yeah. It's like the Puerto Rico thing. Like, I I was like, you guys can fly a representative over, take a look at the hotels. No, uh, we really want a demo in person. I'm like, all right, I'll go for three grand. Yeah. Like, they gotta leave it. Hey, and when they want it, they want it. Yeah. Three grand's nothing for them. I know. They rather spend that money and make sure that they're it, the whole thing's gonna go smooth than to to not spend that money and hire some fucking jackass company. Yeah. But, but yeah, L- LA would be a cool project. We'll be, uh, we'll see. Uh, my my site is getting more traffic now that I redesigned it a little bit. You know, um, I still got to work on our SEO and kind of all that optimization shit. Did, did you see all of the conversation I had with Marissa? Yeah. So you heard about her? She was paying five hundred dollars a month for just mm-hmm. SEO. Yeah. It's fucking crazy. I don't even. I haven't even looked honestly. I don't even know what the rates are right now. That's crazy. Is that a uh, lot? It is because even. Even like so, like the people that made our website, they do SEO packages, but it's all inclusive. It like, it's like the cheapest one is like I think it's like eight hundred bucks, but it includes like social media management. They run ads on Google, Pinterest, and Facebook. Okay. Like there's other stuff. Obviously, you have to have the ad spend. That's separate, right? But yeah. they will make the ad. They'll give you ideas, and then you record it, and they'll edit them and make them like Facebook ad style yeah. and shit. For five hundred dollars for just SEO, to me that's crazy. Like, so she was paying five hundred a month. I believe so for just SEO. So they developed her website and then they managed the SEO on it. Yeah, I think SEO is like one of those things that once you get it tuned in, that's it's what I told like her. Right there, I told her that when you so when you do the SEO, um, you're not going to see results for a few months anyway. Yeah. So as long as it's done properly the first time, all you need is a quarterly audit. Mm-hmm. Pay them once every three months. Come in, take a look, make sure everything's good. If there's any tweaks, tweak them. But other than that, there's no reason why you should be paying $500 every month. But they dropped her anyway. Yeah. And that, that was the right decision because she was bitching about doing the job. Yeah. She's like, oh, yeah, well, uh, you're paying me $500 a month to do nothing. From, so. what, from what I took from the episode, is it's almost like she hired like a, a fly-by-nighter. Yeah, it might be. Like SEO person. Well, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like a single contractor type who was maybe just like didn't want to do it. I think... I think that might have been the case, but also it's like we were talking about education of the industry. The person's main complaint from what I remember is that she didn't fully understand like the job she would put like remodeling. Yeah. And like she kept like Marissa kept telling her like, no, we don't remodel. We refinish. It's different. And she was like getting upset that Marissa was I had correcting. That, her. I had that same issue. I had that same exact issue when we did that other company when we first started who held rights to our website and shit. But, um, I think it's I think it's like something that with how I want to go about it is now that I've built my own website, I want to hire someone to optimize that site. Yeah. You can't tell me you don't understand now what I do. I'm giving you the site already. Mm-hmm. Just optimize my keywords and make me searchable. And that's what I want to pay someone for. Because if you don't know, creating a website is like if you've ever had MySpace, it's like decorating a MySpace. It's worse. all the all the back key the the, the back coding and, and, and keywording that's the part that's a little difficult, but just getting the design down and, and, and showing what you do, that just takes a little bit of effort on your part. You can design a website pretty easily. The, the thing that sucks, too, though, is that, well, it doesn't suck. I, an, I know why they're doing it, but Google is now getting a little bit more strict with what they allow to rank. So I'm not saying it's like 100% necessary. I am saying that nowadays, like, they... They look so CSS is like a creative uh, something solution or something. Yeah. It's a piece of code or mm-hmm. whatever. 
that like is usually like an animation or something like that's like nice on the website, right? Yeah. They'll rank higher websites that have more CSS, more JavaScript stuff, or like you have like more pictures and shit mm-hmm. like that. Mm-hmm. Custom frameworks, like they'll rank them higher because those are the identifiers of somebody who got a professional website done. I mean, that makes and sense. Also, content. Um, so websites with blogs tend to rank higher because they have a lot of writing having to do about that thing. Yeah. So it has to do with metadata and shit like that. But for what we do, it's still 100% possible. It is a lot about the keywords, like you said. And then also one thing that I do think you should look into is trying to utilize key uh, landing pages for the keywords mm-hmm. on your ads. So even if you don't make a whole new website, it would be worthwhile paying somebody maybe a thousand bucks and make me a landing page that looks super fucking clean so I can get the lead. Have the contact form, have like before and after picture of the yeah. slider, a single page. Yeah. That's somewhere on your website, but you can instead of linking the ad to your main site, link it to there. Because okay. that's literally it's like it's like linking it to a form. Yeah, the way I did mine right now until I build my other pages is the page, the website itself is the landing page. Gotcha. So what I did was I just brought that request form onto the main page until I get more pages built. But that's what I'm saying. Like, I'm just going to build one page or however many I want to build until I hire a professional and then give them that as a template. Mm-hmm. Because of the exact situation me and Marissa both ran into where people just don't understand. Yeah. So take a little time. It may take you a couple months, but build it, build something that you feel like represents the industry and then give that to a professional and let them start with some sort of core, I guess. When you guys did your website, did you guys do everything online for like how I did it now? No. When you guys had the website built, when I had the first one built, it was, everything was over the phone with a company that that it was a third party where they ended up building their website, owning the domain. They, they were, it was one of those situations exactly Marissa was in where, you tell them what you want. They'll try to make it. It just took forever. Everything was forever, and it just was never right. I Our website took like six months to build, granted, but mm-hmm. one thing I like about it is that I hired somebody local who, like, they made it a point that we need to have in-person conversations about what it is you fucking do because we don't get it. Yeah. And that's one of the things. Like, you will not find remodeling the word there on my website unless it's talking about compared to remodeling. Yeah. Like, it, it, it they, there was no confusion there yeah. because they made lists and were like, okay, so this is what you do. Okay, so like they literally make, gave us a whole packet. These are all your competitors that do the same thing. So we're going to look at their websites and see kind of what they're saying and then try to get a better idea. Like they were studying it. Yeah. And so there's value in that too. Um, but it, it is a, to be honest, the issue is education in the industry. I guess we could kind of leave it off there, but we need better education in the industry for not just getting more steady work as refinishers because, you know, there's not me- like for there's plumbing crews that have 35 crews, bro. Yeah. Like, but refinishers, I mean, the most I've heard about is the guy from Alliance reglazing. And aside from that, everyone caps out at like four or five. Yeah. It's like, there is probably a higher demand for it, but because there's not education about it, it hurts. Not only your website being built hurts your advertising like capabilities and it hurts it hurts the market overall. Yeah. You know? So because we need people to know. Yeah. <laughs> if people don't know, we're not going to sell. Yeah. And then now you're spending all your time. If you if you had to spend less time just getting 
people to understand that this is a thing, you'd spend more time closing. Yep. And and one thing to remember too is like everybody could make Google Ads, guys. Google Ads work, but they're they are the quick let me get that job real quick and put it in my pocket. Mm-hmm. But like long term, what's really gonna help you is building content that's educational because if you can like blow up, like look at the epoxy countertop blow up thing. That was for years. That's all you saw on fucking Facebook when it came to home improvement stuff. And it's about the return on investment. Yeah. Google ads is, is, is to me capital heavy. Yeah, it they is. They charge, you know, and, and if you're running a decent campaign you're, and people are clicking, you, you're going to expect to spend some money. Mm-hmm. Social media is practically free. Yeah, it's it's just a, a, the investment you and the time you put into creating the content itself. And the paid ads are pretty cheap. They're so cheap compared yeah. to fucking Google. It's like fucking forty cents. And I'll tell click. you what, I, you I feel like the way uh, Facebook and Instagram ads, the way they show your conversions, it's much more consumable than Google. Google ads because Google ads. If you've ever looked at Google Analytics and t- looking at your conversions and clicks, it can be if you don't know what you're looking at, it can become very overwhelming very quickly. You know, and what you're leaving looking at. Social media ads, they that's super easy. This is how many people saw it. This is how many people actually clicked it. This is how many people actually messaged you. Mm-hmm. They have all the conversions right there for you. Yeah. You know, and you can you can uh, hone in on demographics just like Google ads. Yeah. So, I mean, if there's one big takeaway from this segment, at least, is like try to try to focus more on content-based stuff, educational stuff. Just even as simple as taking out your phone like, hey, this is what we do, and running that as an ad. It will be effective. Put a small radius and a higher budget and try to get 20,000 people in a five-mile radius to see your shit. And, and they will. You'll, you'll be surprised. Especially if you're consistent. Like yeah. Exactly. Marissa's doing a good job yeah, showing she, her face she's been and talking more. That's going to – I need to do that more. Yeah, and I like the, the subtitle thing she'd be doing too. That's cool. Yeah, because it, everything she was saying last episode, it makes sense, man. Also, they, you, you saw the, uh, the countertop she's doing? put up a, a, a video of it today. Oh, yeah, the granite countertop. I, I like that, that too, because she's putting it out in parts. Yeah. It's kind of making you like, ah, I want to see what... See, but that's the investment. She's spending time to do that. You know, thinking about how to project the content is a whole job. Yep. While she's also a sole, a sole operator, pretty much. So she's she's stepping up. And that and was one of takes. the things, even without running them as ads, that was one of the main things she said has changed her business. Mm-hmm. Is just... Being more present on social media, putting a face behind the name. It builds reputability. You know how many clients tell me all the time we went with you because you're more active yeah. on social media? It's Literally. Like, I, w- I, w- I would make the same decision. Yep. Yeah. yeah. All right, guys. So that was it for, for this episode. We'll probably do this again sometime soon. See y'all later. Thanks for having me, Danny. All right, man. Refinishing Podcast. If you liked what you heard, be sure to keep up with the Bathtub Guys on YouTube, Facebook, and Instagram, or visit bathtubguys.com for more. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next time.